Welcome to Fantabulously ADHD, the podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Brodkin, and I teach you how to embrace all of your ADHD to create a thriving life without getting stuck in analysis paralysis, overwhelm, and emotional hangovers. Living a full and beautiful life with ADHD is possible. Listen on to learn how. I'm here with Sorsha. And Sorsha is an expert on women and periods, hormones, all PDD, those things that we struggle with and how hormones affect us uh, a lot more than than our male or non-female counterparts uh, when it comes to our ADHD. So welcome, Sorsha. Can you tell us a bit about yourself before we get into the questions that I have? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so I I realized I had ADHD last year and a big part of that was 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 through cycles. So we can kind of dive into that. But yeah, I come really from more of a yoga background, meditation, um, and I just really love traveling and eating all the different kinds of food that you can have and just learning about different cultures, meeting different people, connecting in community. And um, I've just found that has gone even deeper and deeper as I've been diving into the wormhole that is ADHD and hormones. <laughs> oh, I can totally get that. My, my ADHD <laughs> symptoms go way up when I'm on my period. Okay, I'm super excited. All right, so what, you said you were in the yoga meditation field mm. prior, or perhaps you still are. Are you still in that field as well? I'm kind of navigating more into all of this work because I just feel the yoga and the meditation brings it all into that rather than it kind of being my main structure. So I'm kind of restructuring everything at the moment in my business and yeah, that's been, it was very daunting for quite a long time. And it's just started to really get very exciting and yeah, I'm full of hope again. So I'm kind of falling Yay. back in love with my business. <laughs> that is very, that's awesome. So mm. what excites you about working with women mm. and periods and hormones, PDD, all of those all things? Of the, all of the stuff. Yeah. I think um, the biggest part is that as I am at the moment, I'm taking a course called Menstrual Leadership Program with Red School. Red School um, are amazing and they wrote uh, this incredible book called Wild Power by Shane and Alexandra. And I really like, I can't recommend it enough. Everyone I meet, I'm like, read this book. <laughs> it's the foundations for everything. Um, and I am just really grateful to be taking this course with them because I was studying this for well I mean self-exploring I suppose for about four years and I just felt like this year was like the year to dive deeper into it and hold the space for other people which is what it's allowing me to do and so yeah one of the biggest things is that I feel that it's very very aligned for me and it just you know how we have all the ADHD kind of dots everywhere and we're kind of connecting them I feel like this is like oh, the dots are like connecting and I don't have to know the full picture or outcome yet. I just know that I'm actually, I feel that I'm, I feel so intuitively strongly that I'm on the right path or not the right path, but the aligned path for me. Um, so that's been a huge part of it. It just feels so good to, to kind of realize that a lot of the challenges that come with ADHD, that come with just life stuff, that come with um, 
DMDD and other, you know, uh, interesting times in our cycles, those times that have been really challenging are at my lowest. I just felt like there must be, I must, I must, I must learn how to navigate this so I can help other people because it can't just be me, <laughs> cannot just be me. And that was like my hope, right? When I was just really, really a rock bottom on the floor with it all, that was like a, a hope. And now I'm like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. So that is a huge thing um, because yeah, we're, we're, you know, I've had the, the Madonna material girl song stuck in my head, but in my head, it's like, <laughs> we are living in a linear world and I am a cyclical girl. That's just, that's just been going around in my head for like two weeks. But I feel that we're, we're very cyclical beings and we do live in a very linear world. So any way that we can help with that, <laughs> any way that I can help with that through ADHD, through cycles, PMDD maybe all of the boxes you have tick um then I want to help with that because it just it just gave me a lot of hope and I was really really miserable so yeah but but for myself and also for other people um yeah it feels good to like share this knowledge that is <laughs> awesome tell us a bit about how you got into discovering the connection between ADHD and the connection to cycles. I mean, I know you just mentioned about it and you discovered you have ADHD yourself and that was about a year ago. And now you are diving into the whole wellness factor for women with ADHD. Mm. So how did you get into discovering the connection between the heightened symptoms that come up during these times? Mm. I love this question because for me, the menstrual cycle awareness was like the missing puzzle piece into getting my ADHD diagnosis. So and I lived in South Korea for three years and that was where I discovered yoga. That was where I did my teacher training. I got really obsessed and interested in the chakra system. And I also did some other training in Thailand. And I remember I was kind of sitting on my couch and I remember this couch because everyone wanted it when I left South Korea. <laughs> so it's like very vivid in my, in my memory. So I was sitting on this couch and I had been um, doing a, a brown rice cleanse. It sounds probably really awful, but it was amazing for my brain. It really just got rid of a lot of brain fog. And obviously, you know, don't jump into a brown rice cleanse when you hear about this. <laughs> I went into it with someone that had done it many times. And so but in a nutshell, I was feeling really clear. I was doing this really great eating because I had been eating like a lot of dairy and sugar and I just was such a sugar fiend. Um, and there's a lot of sugar in South Korea and everything, <laughs> uh, including garlic bread. And um, I, was, I just remember I was sitting on my couch and I had been doing exercise every day. I was working about six hour days and I was teaching really creative fun kindergartners so I really enjoyed that job it was really fun and really engaging and really creative and the kids were really cute I just kind of had all of the all of the things I'm kind of air quoting um in place that were right and I just had this moment on my couch where I just burst into tears and I was like my brain's broken like what is going on because it still felt like there was I think someone said one one day that it was it's like loads of tabs open and you can't work out which one is playing the music. I think I've heard that as a as a good kind of analogy, and and that's how I felt. And so, fast forward quite a few years, it was kind of my um, interest in the chakra system. When I came back to England, I held some workshops for the chakra system over seven months. We focused on a different chakra. I invited collaboration. So I invited a different teacher to collaborate with me um, each month to learn more, to keep it fresh, to just kind of 
integrate myself back into England. And it was through this that one of the, well, a couple of the ladies practiced womb yoga, practiced um, yoga with the, with the moons, um, with, you know, the moons, moon phases. Um, and so it, to cut it all kind of short is that, yeah, that's kind of how I, how I started learning about this and I started tracking cycles and I started charting um, my cycles. And it was through this that it, I really started to see, we'll call, we'll call it flare-ups of symptoms, but really where I was you know, struggling more specifically in different parts of my cycle. And that was mostly in the beginning through journaling, which for me was a great place to start because I was already journaling a lot. But for some people, you know, maybe they love the data. So it would be like, temping like taking the temperature first thing in the morning you can see where it, where it goes up and down where it fluctuates when you're ovulating when you're going to be on your period etc it changes so there's different kind of ways in but that for me the journaling and then seeing yeah kind of how it would unfold that then kind of led to me being realizing having some conversations and thinking hmm I had that niggle you know I have that niggle and I don't know if you if you get this but I feel like with ADHD is we kind of have a niggle and it's really it's our intuition like screaming at us like hey there's this thing that you that you need to like a bit of help with and you know what it is and I think uh we, you know we see it all the time in the ADHD community where people are like I have my diagnosis but what if I just fooled myself and my therapist and everyone else and, and, and I don't really have ADHD and I don't know if you've seen this but you know we it's almost like we have to ignore our intuition I think maybe more so than than neurotypicals I'm not sure but so it's yeah so so when I when I think when I see this written down or maybe you see the data or whatever it is it's it's there in black and white and it's really hard to ignore it so yeah so the menstrual cycle awareness the, and by that I mean sort of charting obviously I was already doing yoga and meditation practices so I felt like I knew my body very well um, but that was like what I yeah kind of what I call the missing puzzle piece how about with, with you because I know you were kind of saying that you notice it uh do you find that because I think sometimes as well if, if you if when I was living alone and traveling you know um I kind of you could be I guess you could be whoever you want to be because you're traveling it's part of the fun of it but I think when you have those relationships relationships are, are such great mirrors right and if you're living with someone then they might they might be like hey, um, I notice you get more stressed around this time or do you want me to cook tonight because it's overwhelming or X, Y, Z. So I'm just curious to know uh, how you kind of noticed the differences, I suppose, throughout your, throughout your cycle. Yeah, I love that because I've actually noticed that probably since I was a teenager before mm -hmm. I was actually diagnosed with ADHD, I wow. would get physically my my blood pressure is naturally on the lower side and so it would drop even lower during my period and i'd get very dizzy and so everything just felt harder and i always attributed it to that mm. but then i started to realize as time went on and i went through a couple pregnancies and different hormonal fluctuations i noticed that and i don't know if you've heard this expression but like the slow cognitive tempo it's basically mm. every everything is taking longer to process than it already mm. does 
there are more thoughts flying around. Everything feels more overwhelming, like you're being suffocated. And once I started the process of coaching and medication and therapy and just, I ended up not continuing therapy and just focusing on coaching for myself, it made a big Mm -hmm. difference because it helped me realize that I was able to come up with strategies during those times, workarounds, ways to get through, ways to prepare. And it helps so much more than I realized because Mm. my cycle is, even though I am on birth control to regulate my cycle, I still get those breakthroughs and I still get those, those times where it like shows up unexpectedly, even though I'm still taking the pill. Mm. (laughs) Like I'll, I'll get those symptoms, those increased symptoms and I'm not expecting them. I'm not ready for them, but Mm. I've, because I have come up with these strategies and put these things in place, I now know, okay, If something shows up when it's not supposed to, when my period shows up, then dinner tonight might just be a pizza for the Mm. kid. The world doesn't end. The world doesn't end anymore. Uh, I know that in my business, I could maneuver things. I've become much less strict in my deadlines just in general. Mm -hmm. And that makes it a lot easier too around those times. And it's just structuring my life around knowing that things could happen unexpectedly. Mm. Like my dryer mm. breaking. My dryer broke last night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I had just <laughs> taken all the sheets off the beds. Mm. <laughs> so, and we had gone swimming. So we have all towels oh. and it's like right before. We have my my daughter's having a party this weekend. She's five and having a bunch of kids over. So I'm like, oh no, I can't hang all the laundry everywhere because there's going to be kids. <laughs> and I did go into that overwhelm, but mm. I was able to come out of it so much faster. And just to say that my, my period did show up this morning. So unexpectedly okay. again. And that, that is actually leads perfectly into my next question mm. for you. Mm. is what if someone is on birth control that controls their cycles? Their cycles are coming every 28 days or every three months if you're on that form. From your knowledge, how are they affected with their ADHD symptoms? So I have a few notes on this one because otherwise I could go into a whole a whole podcast episode on it. Um, but I, I would say that when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to the pill, there's a few things I actually have. I actually have a workshop called ADHD, PMDD and the pill because I was getting asked quite a few questions, even about the pill, um, just even from people that don't have ADHD that were just curious, um, you know, messaging, mostly some uh, yoga students I've had for a while back. And I thought, yeah, I should do a bit more on this because other people will probably have these questions I would say first of all that I think that if you if we look at the pill and we kind of just delve a little bit deeper into some kind of you know truth bombs about the pill one of the things I find really interesting is is having that that break for our period and really I think back in about I think it was back in the 1960s that break that break was added in to make people more willing to take the pill so really the it's an arbitrary number and sometimes it's irritating because I feel like some people I've worked with or just, you know, held space for, or um, even in trainings I've been in, uh, you know, they, it, we can get quite hung up. And I was myself for a while, I can get, we can get quite hung up on, but my cycle is longer or it's shorter um, than this time, especially if we're going into sort of, you know, per- perimenopause territory and have those longer, um, uh, get those longer cycles. And so I think, for, first of all, it's good to know that that isn't a real period. It's just, it's just an arbitrary number. We've put it in there kind of goes with the moon and it's just just to make people more willing to take it because at the end of the day 
I have also taken the pill so I'm not like someone who's like vehemently against it I just feel like there's so much um that we don't know about when we go on it when I went on it when I was younger and it's almost like take the take the pill but have have the consent how you're, you're taking it consently so you want to know like the full picture of it if I went back on it now um, I would at least know the full picture of it because I've done, you know, so much exploration on it. But I just wanted to say say that first of all. And, and then when we do have our period, and I'm air quoting again, um, really it's to do with all of the, the hormones because the pill, one of the roles of the pill is to prevent your ovulation. So yeah, I won't, I won't go into all of it, but it's basically, it's, it's, it's not really a real period. And when I, when I heard that, I was like, what? Because <laughs> you do think that, don't you? You're like, well, I'm on my period this week. And it's like, no, it's actually just made of hormones. <laughs> And so I, I find that so interesting. But in terms of wanting to track your cycles, because some people will uh, maybe be listening to this and they're, they're pregnant, going into perimenopause, they're on the pill, maybe they don't have a bleed or maybe they are um, you know, not assigned female at birth and they're, they're going through a transition. And I really like to practice inclusivity. So I, I'm really glad you asked this question because we can use the moon cycle, the phases of the moon to kind of give ourselves a cycle. So it might be that you intuitively know, oh, this to me, my energy levels, even like you're saying, when even though you, you take the pill, you can still have those moments when, when the hormones are just so strong. Um, and it's like, oh, actually, I know where I'll be in this cycle. So moon wise, it might be that it's a full moon and that's ovulation and it's in a summer. But you might be thinking, no, I'm in this way. It's waning mood because it's waning moon because my, my energy is waning and I'm in my inner autumn, my luteal phase. So we can use the, the moon to track that. So you would have your, um, if we go with the new moon, when it's at its darkest, that would be your inner winter. So your bleed, the new moon would be day one. And then you would have your um, waxing moon would be the inner spring. So follicular phase, the, the estrogen starts to rise again. Then you would have your inner summer as full moon ovulation and then waning in our inner autumn, the luteal phase, the phase where I think, can be the most problematic because we want to slow down and society doesn't really make space for that. So we have to make the space for it. So yeah, we can use the moon um, as a great way to, to track as well. That is so cool. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's amazing. It's like, wow. <laughs> At the I moment I'm in sync with the moon, which is really fun because for a really long time I was um, ovulating with a new moon and now I am ovulating with a full moon so it's like all of this energy and then like you say when we bring in those those workarounds it's not only with the ADHD workarounds but it's also like the cycle syncing so if we I like to marry those together so almost like a cycle coach but with with the ADHD kind of lens on it because that's my experience so when we have all of that energy in the inner summer when we're ovulating that can be amazing but it's also like Whew, that's a lot of we already have that scatteredness probably with ADHD we don't have that grounding or you know those workarounds in place it's almost like I have all of this energy but I don't have the aligned thing to be working on and that's where I was struggling earlier this year because I was like I have all of this energy but I don't have the thing concrete enough to put it into and now I'm having that oh game changer <laughs> it's really fascinating to me because I don't know much about that topic so as Ooh. you're talking about this i'm like 
whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> and now I'm going to, I mean, I have this moon book that I read with my, uh, my kids and it's about the phases of the moon and how they go. So when you're talking about like the waning moon and the waxing moon and the new moon and I, though I'm like, okay, I know exactly what this one looks like, but that's, yeah. all, that's the extent of it for me. And now it's, yeah. and it, it just, it goes back to like prehistoric times. Mm, right yeah because this is like an ancient be... wisdom you know that's there it's just we need to remember it it's so fascinating I'm like a little mind blown right now and I'm yeah. not gonna lie I'm <laughs> definitely gonna be looking this up even yeah. more after uh, um, after we get off this podcast because it's mm. just it's it's so cool now you talked a lot about how the phases of the moon and the surge in different hormones and all of the ovulation, how all of that could affect us. And I think that there's obviously so much more here. Like you said, you could go on for a full podcast episode, but I, I'm actually assuming you could go on for like 10 podcast episodes <laughs> or more. Um, do you have somewhere that people can find you for more information or if, they, if they're looking for a coach that can help them with this where can they come find you yeah yeah so they can find me um i guess the easiest place at the moment is instagram i i also have my my facebook business page but that is the space between because that was my yoga kind of brand um so you can you'll recognize me i have a, a very orange hair sometimes i wear a very bright blue wig but i have a really great um couple of resources one's called ready steady chart introduction to charting using the moon temping which is the temperature and just kind of your basics and I have another one that I'm, I'm doing at the moment called um ADHD PMDD and me um because I've really noticed a lot of kind of comorbidities with PMDD which is like a really strong almost like a stronger version of PMS is it's different but it's the easiest way to explain it um so I'm really passionate about that and um yes I have some guides and um some workshops and I also do have some spaces for a one-to-one -one availability at the moment yeah I'm excited to just dive deeper and yeah bring it bring it with the ADHD lens because I think that's kind of a, a big gap I'm I'm gonna share all of your links everything that you sent me uh, I'm gonna share all of that in the show notes so for anyone who's listening if you didn't write it down absolutely no worries I always say that to everyone who I'm working with mm -hmm. um, because I record and transcribe everything yeah so it'll be all in the show notes and if anyone is looking for more information on ADHD, PMDD, hormones, all of that jazz. You can find Sorsha's information in the notes as well as the transcript to this conversation. And if you want any more information on me, those links and social media handles are going to be in the show notes as well. So everything is there for you. Sorsha, thank you so, so much for coming today and for exploring this topic with me because I know how many women really, really would love to just devour this information. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for having me. It's, like you say, other people, the more we talk about it, the more other people are like, oh yeah, yeah, me too, it resonates. So you know it's not just for you and it's really satisfying and exciting. So thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed that and you're looking for more, make sure you check out my additional resources at sondrabrodkin.com slash free stuff. You'll find a fully done for you and customizable daily planner that you can use as is or completely make it your own without all of the hard executive function steps. 
It's been known to take people from spending endless amounts of time and money on planners to finally finding something that works for them. And hey, you can print it at home, so ADHD tax averted. It's also linked for you in the show notes.